Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, True Straight Up on a Midsummer's Day. That's right. Uh, brought to you by. The show brought to you by happytrees.co. Great tree service, uh, nursery um, service. Uh, we use them here at our house. They're wonderful. Along with Denver Cenogenics and Dr. Julie McKellen. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, a great show for you today. We've got a, a great author and Robin. What's Robin's last Robin name? Itzler. Robin Itzler. Itzler. So she writes in American Thinker and um, she, she had a great comment. She also has, a, she's out of California um, and she's got a, a newsletter that she puts out to Patriot Neighbors. We'll let her explain how to get signed up on that. Um, also, I um, want to talk a little bit about you guys. It is our fault. There's just something wrong with us that we can't get on board Pete Buttigieg's electric vehicle thing. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand what's wrong with all of us. We're just retrogladites. We are. It's just terrible. So we're going to talk about that. But then as Chuck was saying, it's like, why are the Democrats containing or continuing that insanity? It's they know nobody likes it. Everybody hates it, but they're going to go with it. But before we and then we have the great video of AOC's invisible hand cover us, too. So you want to stay tuned for that. We've got Robin with us on line one. Robin, welcome. Thank you. Thank you from Southern California, or I call us Communist California. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you had, you, and as I said, and we'll give you a chance to let people know how they can sign up for Patriot, your Patriot Neighbors newsletter. But you had a great column in American Thinker, and I reached out to you, and we've talked about it a little bit actually on the show and on our show and other shows, where it was titled Not This Year. And and the gist of it is what we we'll talk, let her tell you. Well, I was just going to say the just grassroots versus establishment. Yeah. Why don't you explain your theory mm-hmm. and, and why you came to the conclusion you did? Okay, I'd be very happy to share. What happens every two years, let's say in the last 15 years since we started having the Tea Party, is during the primary, you have an establishment candidate, and then you have a Tea Party or an American First candidate running. And the establishment candidate ignores that person who's the America First candidate. And then all of a sudden, that candidate starts getting traction, gets endorsements. Then the establishment gets real nervous, and they have a lot of money, and they blanket the area with sometimes very deceptive commercials, ads, flyers, billboards to go after them. And then, of course, what happens? The establishment candidate wins. And then two years later, well, right after that happens, they all say, let's all get together. Let's all come (laughs) kumbaya. And we're all going to be happy Republicans on the general election and vote for the establishment Republicans. Well, we keep doing this every two years. Isn't it getting a little ridiculous? So that was the basis of my article, is that it's getting ridiculous that we keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And then we get so upset because what happens? Lo and behold, the Republican establishment candidate gets elected and totally ignores us. So that that was 
basically what I was saying in the article. And I said, not this year. If we're supposed to have a red wave or even an American first tsunami, maybe we should do it with a few less establishment rhinos. <laughs> but maybe just call it a few like actual, you know, America first candidates. Well, what you described, and I, I don't know how familiar you are with Colorado politics, but is exactly what happens in Colorado every time. In this this um, primary, we just had our primary here um, about a month ago. And at the assembly, the grassroots people unanimously, yeah, uh, the grassroots candidates won overwhelmingly. And then what happened is the establishment candidates could Petition on, pay, pay to get on. Pay to get on the ballot. And at the time, all of the establishment people said they would not vote for the grassroots candidate. And they warned everybody not to vote, spend all this money, had clearly deceptive ads. Lo and behold, they won. And the same people who told us they would never in a million years vote for a grassroots candidate are now turning around and telling us we have to vote for their establishment candidate because we have to be unified. And I just thought, holy cow, it's happening in other places, too. <laughs> Well, what's happened really is I've got an email that I have not had time, and I really don't have the resources. I'm a one-person operation, basically, to, to look at this. But people are sharing similar stories elsewhere. And what else is happening, I've learned here down in Southern California, and I know you're Colorado, and you probably have a lot of Californians moving there, yes, uh-huh. is what's happening. Right, right. Florida, right. all these states. Even though you're a purple state, you probably have a lot coming in. But the problem that's also happening is I met a candidate who came in in second place, a Republican, an America First Republican, came in second place. But it was a long distance second place. And basically, the GOP, California GOP and the Orange County GOP said, you can, we'll endorse you. You can put our logos in your brochure, but we're not giving you a damn dollar. Well, yes. you're on your own because we figure we figure you're not going to win. We're not going to bother. So yeah. there's yeah. a lot of split. There's a lot of split between the two sides. And I think what's happening is I don't really know what's happening, if you want to know the truth. I really don't know if, if it's just going to continue like this forever. Because if you split the Republican Party, yeah. the Democrats will win for sure. So you don't want to do that. Right. Well, and that is, let me, let me ask you that that's the dilemma. And we've had a lot of conversations about it here on our show with various people, right? And, 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 and like you said, obviously, all the establishment people say, you know, unify, 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 ignoring the fact that they were c- telling everybody, any news organization that would listen, that they would never in a million years vote for the grassroots of the America First Should they candidate. win the primary. Should they win the primary and that it would destroy the party. And like you said, but you're kind of, what's the lesser of two evils, right? If you... Don't, if you split the Republican Party, you're right. Then the Democrat wins. That's not good. On the other hand, if you keep voting for it, then like you said, two years from now, we're going to be here again. Right. It's so my question is, how do you do you have any ideas? I, yeah, I, th- I think the only solution we've come up with that, that makes any sense to us is find those few um, America first grassroots candidates that did get through the primary um, and support them. And give them our support and money and 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 help and everything else, um, and that's all we can do because uh, you know you don't want to vote or be for Democrats, uh, but but you're not going to spend your time uh, voting for these basically traitorous Republicans that that'll sell you out 
in a, in a nanosecond. I mean, down in Arizona, they got Rusty Bowers, who was a speaker over in Georgia. You got Rosenberger and Kemp. And, and so, you know, it, it does you no good to get behind a rhino establishment person because they'll just help the Democrats steal the next election. Uh, so you got to find, you got to find the few America first people. If you're in a, I guess in a different state, you may have lots of America first people, but um, that that you can support and and all that because that's really the only thing you can do with with any sense of conscience. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing too: we have to recognize that, and there's a lot of gray sometimes. You can't just label someone. Right. A rhino because one or two votes. Oh, we can. Oh, like, here they 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 come in, in different color. In Colorado, they come in different colors. I mean, no, you can in Colorado. Well, it takes well, you a nanosecond. Now you can't go by their ads. You can't go by what they call no. themselves. But 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 they they in they they. Oh man, you you know exactly who they are when they say the election integrity in Colorado is perfect, the gold standard. When they say that, oh, we don't need to look back in time. We need to go look for. They identify themselves, so you don't. And there are no, no kind of intermediary flavors. They're either grassroots, your establishment, and it's like two sexes. I mean, well, I guess that's that's <laughs> questionable these days. We don't know that any either more, but. Well, well, here's the thing: if you vote for someone who you know is a never Trumper rhino. Right. Because the Democrat, I know, and there's a lot out there, because the Democrat is so much worse. And in many cases, they're correct. The Democrat is so much worse. But if you do that, you have to understand that their goal is a union party. They yes. believe in, in working with the Democrats and doing things that are not part of our base views on issues. I mean, look right. what happened with that gun control the yeah. first step to gun control. I, and, and I want to point out to people, and this is not an original thought. This has been said by other people. If you want to see what life is like in a country when only the military or the police have guns, I urge you to watch Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, and what do you... So or, or go to Australia or New Zealand during the COVID. Yeah, where, where they you put, put in internment camps. camps. So what are your thoughts? Because people, because we, we talk a lot about this too, because I'm, I'm like an optimist. I'm like, there's never, you know, there's a pony in here somewhere, right? So what, any thoughts or any experience in California about what do we do? Because it seems here, Chuck says we need better billionaires, right? We need some grassroots billionaires. But any thoughts on what can we do to have more of a presence, you know, and more of a power, I guess would be the right word. Oh, okay. Here's a few things, and I did mention them in the article because I'm not one of these people who like to just moan and complain and scream at the TV. You have to say to people, do something. And one of the things, I'll give you a few bullets. One, people who are America First Republicans should get involved in the GOP apparatus in their areas, the ones that are quote-unquote establishment so that they can have some influence. Now, uh, no matter how fast they get in there, it's still going to take years for the influence to grow. But it's not going to happen if you just go to America First meeting. You have to join that state and local GOPs because they're not hearing from us. They're, not, they're hearing from us from a distance. So that would be one thing. You have to join 
conservative patriot organization, maybe ones that are nonpartisan, because they're, they're out there. Now, in places like California, I can't, you tell me about Colorado, but in California, you cannot win unless you have Democrat votes and independent votes. So you, you don't want to only hang around Republicans. I, I, is it the same way in Colorado? I don't know. Well, it's, 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 well but, but it, you know, that's, that's a tricky deal. Um, you know, independents are not attracted to the same but, but less Republicans. I mean, if, if you're the same but less from the Democrats, Okay, well, I'm, I'll vote for Democrat. So we have a lot of people say, "Well, we got to we got to appeal to to uh, to moderates." And you kind of, "Oh, great!" So so I'm for gun control. Oh, I, I I'm for choice. Oh, I'm 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 for green energy. I'm for uh, doing away with the Constitution. I'm for you know. I mean, you can go right down the line. You can just keep on doing there, and they'll keep on going. Well, I'll vote for the Democrat because that's what they believe. Yeah, I know. I know, you get a point. But, okay, so let me, those are good points. The other things we do, and this is out there also, is people should donate directly to candidates that they want to support, even if they can't vote for them. Don't give it to your state GOP and don't give it to your local GOP because they're not going to give it to your candidate. So give it directly. No, no, the other no. thing, another thing you can do is follow. You were talking about this earlier. Follow. If you have a rhino that's running or already an incumbent, follow their voting record and share it on social media because a lot of people don't get into the weeds. You get into it. The two of you get into it. I get into it. But a lot of people really don't. Share well, we're lucky in Colorado. We have voting. an organization that, that, yeah. that tracks Liberty Scorecard. Liberty Scorecard controls the state legislature. So uh, they do a great job. You, you know by your Liberty uh, Scorecard score um, if and there are a lot of people who represent rural areas that when they get to the rural area they talk about how tough they are and how conservative they are and they go down to the capital and they're just squishes for the Democrats. But that all comes up on the Liberty Scorecard. Now Congress, you can usually tell too pretty quickly. But but yeah, that's and we yeah, do but, what the okay. best. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that that's great, and I'm sure this out here too where we have the same thing, and I'm sure I go into it a lot. But the thing is. Other people on social media don't get it. So if you put it on your Facebook page and say, or you're a true social or wherever you go, ramble, rumble, whatever you go, the thing is Mary Smith, Senator Mary Smith just voted for XYZ. That's right. how people know what's happening. They're not going to go read a scorecard with all the details. So people have to post things on their social media That's in a, a couple point. of words that tell people. No, and that's a good point. And I'll, I'll give a plug to the Liberty Scorecard folks. What they do is they do an overall scorecard, but they do a good job going through the ledger. So, I mean, basically what I'm saying is, is we've got somebody out here that kind of does the work for you. But what you're suggesting is take their work and spread it far yeah, and wide. That's and and that's a, that is a very good idea because they do that in real time. And that gives you time too. in the meantime, to contact these people and make a fuss about it and say, what are you voting Nothing for that matters, for? Well, beyond that. No, and these are good ideas. Well, that, I, okay, go ahead. I know. I was just going to say that all the little ideas, everybody does a little something, and it equals a lot. And that's, and that's, that's how know, we're going to win because we don't have the money. We just don't have the money to compete with us. No. Yeah. Why, and why 
is it? We have our theories. Why is it, do you think, and in Colorado, we don't have nearly as many billionaires, I think, as you do in California. But but why? Are, I mean, you have these very progressive billionaires on the Democrat side. Why is it there just don't seem to be any major donors or not very many major donors who are kind of, um, you know, America first, grassroots, Tea Party kind of? What's wrong with them? <laughs> Off the top of my head, I would say that that will happen perhaps when we are led by somebody who's not Trump. Unfortunately, I love Trump. I'm with him if he wants to run in 24. I love DeSantis, but I think you might need more of a DeSantis leading the charge versus Trump, and then you might get some of those people to come out, and they might be there. They just might not be as public as the others. That, that's well, you, you'll quicker. DeSantis will lose his his angel wings the minute uh, he declares for presidency and then they'll make him the biggest devil he'll that be, ever was. Trump, Trump, mini me. Well, but I think though, I, I, I like what you're saying because that's, we've been talking about a lot of it here too. And Chuck's been real active in local Republican politics. Well, and, I was and on the executive committee for the state and, you know, I was just shocked at, <laughs> at, at, at who was on the executive committee and who were the state officers and, what they believed. I mean, you're kind of like, whoa, I thought I, I got elected to the executive committee of the Democratic Party somehow. But and Robert, but I think you're right. I mean, I've been saying, you know, you got to I'll use the word infiltrate from within and change, because I, I think, unfortunately, you're right. It's going to take a long time and it's going to take a series of smaller actions and it's going to take persistence, um, you know, but but. But there is no alternative. I, at least I don't see one. It's not all of a sudden like our big donors here in Colorado aren't going to suddenly say, you know, we're not going to be established anymore. We're going to be no. going to be grassroots. But I think your ideas. Yeah, I will hate Ron DeSantis just as much yeah. as they hate Donald Trump. Well, yeah, the other thing that's very important. And again, I might be talking more California than Colorado is people have to vote in person. They have to vote in person, not with a ballot, not paper, but absolutely go down and vote in person. The more people that do that, the less fraud. So that's a big thing, too, because we could be doing everything right. The two of you, me, everybody who feels the same way could be doing everything right. But if our ballots don't count because there's so much fraud, what, what, yeah. what will be the purpose of everything? Right. Well, you know, and I agree with that. And I would also say, I think that one of the good, I mean, and this is, again, is also tilting at windmills, but a continued push to make ballot harvesting illegal. I think people get that, you know, I think people kind of get behind, you shouldn't be able to collect 40 ballots and drop them off, right? One, you should be able to drop off your own. And maybe if your parent is really sick or something like that. And I I know that's going to be a hard battle, but I also think that's why we talk about it every chance we get and say, you know, What's 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 wrong with one person dropping off one ballot, right? And then push on that too, because I don't think we're ever going to get rid of um, all mail ballots here in Colorado. But at least ballot harvesting is something people may support. Exactly. Now, another thing that people can do anywhere in the country is they can write letters to their elected officials, and they can write letters to the editor, and they are very important. Not a Facebook post, not a tweet, but an actual letter. They really do count. People don't realize how important they are and how they are monitored by the officials, by the newspapers, to see what people are talking about. So if a newspaper all of a sudden receives 
a hundred letters on a particular topic leaning one way, that tells them they need to start reporting on it. And that contains oh, the dynamic. I'm sorry. I own a newspaper. I own a newspaper. <laughs> so I can promise you, if I got a hundred letters from people who said, we love green energy, I ain't printing them. <laughs> you well, know, I mean, it really doesn't, you know, I promise you those editors do not, and I know them all, do not care what you write to them. They plan to put the letters they like on there, and and they really are not, you know, 50 years ago they were stewards, and your election officials, you know, they, they, they cross-copy, they cross-copy their donor pile. And if you're <laughs> writing a letter to them and you're in the donor one, then, then they'll pay attention to you. But, I think, but absent that, no, they don't care. But I think, though, I, I think though, Robin, you do have a point there. Maybe not with, with newspapers or the media, because I think they're so far gone anymore that it's pointless. But I do think that there are some legislators who who can probably who maybe might pay attention. I think there's some, you know, like Republicans, I'm talking about Rhino, some are sort of beyond recovery, right? But I think there might be others, particularly on specific issues that might actually pay attention. And it certainly couldn't hurt, right? I mean, you're right, it's better than just complaining to each other, you know, because nothing ever changes then. Well, the other thing too is if someone would write send a form letter and you would back me up on this. If, if you receive 500 letters, 100 letters, and they're all form letters, they right. are meaningless. But if they're yes. actual letters that people wrote and they're all different, then they have some kind of weight. Because it, it, elected officials, especially local ones, not, I'm not talking about a Senate senator right. who has a whole state to cover, but a local official will say, all of a sudden, I'm getting letters on this topic. It's something I need to look at. So I think there's a lot of little things that people can do. And they, the last thing they should not do is just scream at the TV and say, I'm not going to vote. I'm That's good at that. I'm an excellent screamer at the TV. No, I'm you're right. Idea. Screaming. Uh, you Go ahead and scream at the TV if, if that makes you feel better. It but does. follow it, it up does. with action <laughs> and things like that. Because I think the TV can hear you. The, the, yeah, the TV can. can hear. Yeah. Yeah. The people on their, their respond. No, and you're absolutely right. I'm going to a quick situation here. We live in a city called Westminster, Colorado, had previously an extremely progressive city council that raised our water rates to the highest the highest in the country i mean people it sounds silly but we're literally having to choose between buying groceries and paying their water bill was it was insanity right and um the citizens screamed loud and hard put a whole new slate of candidates in and and and, and a new mayor and they lowered the water rates so you're right you're maybe you're not going to have some kind of major impact but you can start and it flipped essentially the west Minnesota City Council, and it wasn't really a partisan issue, but it was an. It, but it well, it ended up being. Yeah, it ended up being. So you're right. I mean, it can make a difference if you're a city council member and you've gotten 500 phone calls, you know, in an afternoon from people who are annoyed about their water bill. That's the kind of thing I think that can. Make they a didn't difference. care. Well, but <laughs> they, but they didn't care. care now. They <laughs> cared only when they got recalled and when the election came out. They didn't care when it, they were just sitting in office. Well. They don't ask screw you. But anyway, let me let me ask you this, Robin, just to give because we're, we're almost running out of time here. Are you because I, I read you an American thinker. Are you working on anything coming up that you want people to keep their eyes out for? I'm sorry. Say that one more time, please. Are, are you working on any new upcoming columns that are going to be coming out? 
Yeah, I am working on a new column, that, and I send them into American Thinker. There's no guarantee they'll be published, but I've had very good luck, almost 100%, in that they're published what I, I send them. And it's going to be about Gavin Newsom's uh, recent advertisement in Florida about California oh, yeah. being a state. For, yeah, so I'll do that. I'd also like to say, as long as I'm on the phone, that one of the things that I've done is I started that weekly newsletter called Patriot Neighbors. It's, it's national. It has a lot more readers in California, but it's national. If anybody wants to hear it, read it. It's free. Free to read it. Free of ads. It's, they can email me at patriotneighbors at yahoo.com because that's how I'm pushing back. And it's very yeah, successful. Everybody can do something. People should go to city council meetings. You just said that. Go to city council meeting. Make a public comment. You don't have to be a great speaker. Just get up there and let them hear from you. Just don't sit home and scream at your TV when something happens. It's not going to resolve anything if people do that. All right. Okay. Well, Robin, you've been wonderful. We'll have to have you back if, yeah. we, if we can. You've been great. Um, and I recommend people go. It's patriotneighbors at yahoo.com. And then you'll add us to your email list, right? The newsletter list. That's correct. That's correct. And, and I, I hope Colorado can go red, but at least stay purple. There you go. All right, Robin. Thank you so much Thanks, for your Robin. time. Enjoy, enjoy communist California today. <laughs> Great. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 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 All right, so that's patriotneighbors.com. There have been a ton of great, yeah. great. I, I do want to stand up for people who scream at the TV. Oh, that's because true. We do have a lot of people who scream, including <laughs> myself. It, 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 uh, it's highly therapeutic. Rather than internalizing it and, and getting an ulcer, let the TV have it. You know, it'll be that's good true. for that'll, that'll make you feel better. That'll make you feel better. Um, and, you know, there were great comments, and I'm sorry we didn't get to hear from, from or we don't have time to read them while they were on the phone there because I can't, I can't put my glasses on and off that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but just real quick, this is from um, Charlene, oh, from Dr. Donna. You know, the local city council passed a bag tax, even with the overwhelming numbers of those against it. Yeah, you know, and, and sadly, Dr. Donna, I think they're going to do that all over the place. And people just don't pay attention. That'll happen after the fact when people are like, what? You know, and then what you got to do, though, is work to get those people thrown off the city council and have the new ones get rid of the bag thing. Because I think that's going to I was somewhere in Denver and I forgot they had the bag thing. And they're like, do you have your bag? And I'm like, no, no <laughs> you know, no. it's like, no, I don't participate in that. Um, but do you want to switch gears now? You want to talk about the Pete Buttigieg because you had some thoughts on why are the Democrats clearly what they're doing is crazy um, and why are they doing it? But the latest thing is, well, first off, we've got to bring you up to date. Joe Biden had a news conference today where I think all he's going to do is make everybody mad. He did not declare a climate change emergency, which would have given him the ability to do a lot of really, really awful things. Instead, he said it is an emergency, but he's not going to declare an emergency. And he's going to really push for developing wind power offshore. Okay, that sounds great. Then he went on to tell a story about how when he was a kid, his mom had to, quote, literally use the windshield wipers to wipe the oil slick off the windshield. Mm. And that's why he and all kinds of other people have cancer. cancer. And everyone's like, you have cancer? I mean, it's like, and it was like, what was she, what do you mean the oil slick on the, was she driving through an oil well or something like that? So pretty soon the White House is going to have to come back. I they have, say, they, uh, so oh, did they, I say Joe? Well, right, no, not well, you, well, you know, he's he fully healthy. And, he's fully healthy. The cancer is um, in remission. In, in remission. We aren't even going to say what kind of cancer. So there's that. 
at. So that's a thing. But meanwhile, though, Buddha Judge, um, our transportation secretary, went on um, CNBC to talk about it just doesn't get why all of us, you know, deplorables out here in America are not getting on board with the lovely electric vehicle. What do they cost? Sixty thousand dollars. Sixty three thousand. Yeah. Why, why, we're, why we're resisting that? Why we're resisting What's that? Wrong with What's wrong with us? If you could please, Thomas, play the Buddha Judge soundbite. way in, in the U.S. energy mix, the less we are confronted with uh, some of the, the most confounding uh, questions of, uh, of, of geopolitical risk that come with the 20th century economy. I'm, I'm still astonished that, that some folks, uh, and, and I, I felt this, I was testifying in Congress yesterday, um, some folks seem to really uh, struggle to let go of the status quo. Um, if someone wants to raise the reasons why it's hard, those are absolutely challenges we should be taking on and, uh, and working through. But if it's done as an excuse to do nothing, all we're doing is signing up for more of these vexing questions that pit our interests, our alliances, and our values against each other year after year after year. I don't want that to be dominating uh, our public discussions in the middle of this century the way it is at the beginning of the century. Now, first of all, what? What on earth is he even talking about? The geopolitical risks. What are the, what are the, geo, the geopolitical, change. You know, what, you know, I mean, it didn't say, you know, China and India need to be producing, you know, need to be no, producing less pollution. I mean, so that was just a word salad. But underneath it all is he's, he's saying, why are people not getting on board with this brilliant idea? Um, and he says, we could talk about the challenges. Well, the challenges are you don't have anything to replace it, right? That's why gas is so high. Gas would be cheap. I'd happily, if they said, you know, we we can use radishes and make gasoline to make your car run. And it's going to be a lot cheaper. I'd be like, fine, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I mean, no, chocolate, maybe not chocolate, but, um, or vodka. We need those for other important things. But, but the issue isn't that people are opposed to all of these other things. The issue is, the issue is they can't afford it. So, well, you know, the, the idea that, that these troglodytes in the Senate refuse to pass uh, the trillion dollar um, build back better bill that it would have just been right. a disaster and would have sent up uh, rates on on inflation into the twenties. And they go, I just don't get what these people. Are. You know, why are they resisting this? That's They're right. Just- this is from Jim. From Jim, Buddha Jab is an idiot. That is also true. Um, and Sandra, these political morons have no idea what it's like to live in the real world. And Dr. Donna, do not want that dominating conversations. And why keep poking, coping, uh, poking the bear, continuing to talk about it? And then Jim, coal is the only way we can significantly increase power production. Um, but Chuck, you had you you had a Rush Limbaugh moment. We were talking about this. It's like so so the, the, it's clearly insane. Some new poll says literally like one percent of people, particularly with the conditions in the world the way they are right now, care about the climate change, the Green New Deal and climate change. So why do the Democrats keep pushing it? And you had a brilliant theory. Well, you know, they want to take, they want to change the economic system and the economic system to transfer all the energy from the oil companies, the coal companies, whoever else, into this new Green Deal in which they own the companies, they control the companies. And once you kill off the alternatives, you'll con- control the means of production. And, and that is an enormous thing to do. It's just like Obama saying that I wanted to uh, get Obamacare passed and it'll never be revoked. And John McCain made sure that was true. And so they, they, in their craziness, they want to control the economy and all the aspects of it. And the mere fact that they lose an election or two 
is is irrelevant to them. They just got to keep on pushing, and and then then the Republicans will come along as they always do. We want a gun control bill, great, you know, no problem. Here you go, um, fifteen will sign on. And so once you get it going, once you you and sure, hundreds of thousands, millions of people will fall into poverty, but but it's okay because they'll they'll be okay. And I gave you the analogy of of uh, Andrew Jackson when he came over the Removal Act, we took all the Cherokee and other Indians and physically had them removed from the South, physically the Trail of Tears through Tennessee, and they went into Oklahoma, the ones that survived the Trail of Tears. But once he'd done it, no Indian problem anymore. And they were in Oklahoma. And the, what are they going to do? Yeah. yeah was, so that's what they plan to do. They don't care if you die on the Trail of Tears. Trail of Tears, yeah. that's right. No. The energy Trail of Tears. I mean, okay, you die. I mean, big deal. And, you know, and you have, when you stop and think about that, I was like, you know, Chuck, you're right again, as usual. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. They, they clearly can see the polls. They clearly can see it's not popular. They clearly can see that it's going to hurt them probably in the election, the energy prices. I mean, that's the number one issue. And the number one issue, the number one reason everything is so expensive is, is because they've, in, in, a, in a year, created a situation where energy prices are becoming higher and higher and higher. They have no plan. That's why he's happy to go to Saudi Arabia, knowing that they aren't going to, right? I mean, they don't want it to come down because exactly like you said, once they destroy the oil and gas industry, it's not like you just flip a switch and it comes back up, right? So in the meantime, the rest of us are going to have to get used to rolling power outages. We're going to have get used to not being able to afford gasoline. And although right now they don't have the energy for us to charge our cars, but but they don't really care about that because by the time... I don't want you driving that stupid car Yeah, anyway. they don't want us driving. They want us all living in high-density housing projects where they buses, control our Electrical buses. Right. And so once they destroy it, we aren't going to have any choice but to go along, right, right. you know, like you said with Obamacare, right? Once they got rid of, you know, the health industry or the health insurance industry, you have no choice now. Right. And they don't care. In Colorado, what they say, premiums are going up like 25%. Jared Polis and Biden, they're giving it to illegal immigrants. What's so going to go up even more? Don't care. They don't care. And so... Um, and then in the end, they're going to they're going to be getting richer. I mean, they'll have the carbon offsets and oh, all of that. I mean, and, and, right, and it won't fortune. be it won't be able to go back. And so they're just willing. They being, I think, not probably Joe Biden, you know, he and his current administration. But I think there is some truth to the fact that there are some, you know, Obama, some of these George Soros, I mean, Catherine Murdoch, some of these wealthy Jeff Bezos, you know, Bill Gates, some of these wealthy people, extremely wealthy people who tend to be progressive, who have, they want to create the world or recreate the world in their ideal. Mm -hmm. And they don't Mm -hmm. care who it hurts in the meantime. They don't care that the rest of the people don't want that to happen. Like, I don't know why, says Buttigieg, are people being so inflexible about this? Yes, just suffering. Suffering from from an inability to understand the the better good that they're being brought, um, and it's you know this next election. Okay, it's almost a foregone conclusion that that the Republicans will win the the House, but they may not. You know, it's pretty close. May they may stay on in the Senate. Um, nobody's really thinking about, you know, Biden is not really thinking, oh, I got to say. No, and now he has cancer. No, he has cancer, oil cancer. <laughs> so oil cancer. Yeah, uh, oil cancer. Uh, um, you know, this is, um, 
Um, this is from Charlene. Oh, wait, Charlene says, exactly, Chuck. I think it's all about transferring the money from those who have it, now oil, coal uh, into their pockets. Um, Jim, um, oil is pretty much maxed out, lots of reserves, but difficult to ramp up. There's enough coal in Wyoming for us for 500 years, easily available. Then from Charlene, Biden went to Saudi Arabia, just exactly, Charlene, just to look like he was doing something. Um, Dr. Donna, and those who might pass away from not having consistent energy are a little concerned. Him. I mean, we kind of talk about that, but I think that's absolutely true, right? They, they don't care. Um, I mean, you saw in heat waves. Well, what uh, the other thing that Biden is going to do, he's going to, because there were some, there was some trouble. These rolling blackouts have caused some problems with people dying or getting sick in heat waves, right? So he also in this, well, besides, really he's, he, yeah, no, no, he's going to tell FEMA to, to work on getting air conditioning to more people. All right. Now, how are we going to power that air conditioning? That's, uh, I mean, I'm again, they, and I think you're right. They have, they, they don't, they don't care that the policies are insane. They know that they are. And what they're really Really up to is something far more insidious. Sinister. Yeah. <laughs> far more sinister. Sinister. Well, and it's all, I mean, the new liberal world order, I, I, you know, yeah. that was not a joke when that guy said it. It wasn't a euphemism. That's what they, they envision. Yes. Yeah. Now, can we stop them, do you think? No. Well, well, yeah, yeah. well, well you know, I mean. We they, have a little bit of time. I don't think we have a lot of time. Uh, you know, I, I, maybe, you know, that's all you can do is hope, uh, you know, just hope you can stop them. Um, but it's it's just amazing. And another amazing thing. So we've we have this election uh, over in England, which is not really election, but the conservative. Oh, but because Boris Johnson resigned. Boris Johnson was forced to resign. So so then they had to start out with five, and then they'd knock out whoever's the lowest voter and keep on voting, keep kind of rank voting kind of thing. Um, and now they're they're down to two people. Both of them are acolytes of the World Economic Forum. Both of them absolutely agree in green energy and and net uh, carbon uh, offsets. They they they're just an amazing. One just loves a lot. The, the uh, Pakistani, uh, Pakistani Despara, um, and his name is uh, Sunni, Sunni, Sunni. Um, and the other was Liz Truss, who's Margaret, uh, not Margaret, certainly not Margaret Thatcher, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, May, Theresa May. Uh, Theresa May. I mean, she's just awful. She's just, she can't speak. She can't debate. She can't do anything. And she's overwhelming favorite. I mean, it's amazing that you have this political party who took over, got 80% of the seats or whatever. And they, and they have no, I, nobody who can either even talk. I mean, uh, Liz Truss will probably win. And she's absolutely pathetic. And what did I see? And in, in the energy prices are up, I think, like 68% in England. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and inflation is like 48% or something. You'd right. think at a certain point that people would be like, excuse us, excuse us. Let me get to some of the comment. Um, Dr. Donna, has anyone seen the zombie movie where they use zombies to make energy from? <laughs> Maybe that's between the, the pandemic. Um, and from Charlene, replacing puppets with better puppets in Europe. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, you know, speaking of that too, because I wanted to segue into this, this is a little lighthearted, but it also all ties in. So it, it's also come out today. So AOC and um, Omar <laughs> Ilhan, Ilhan Omar were, were, were arrested, were arrested, uh, protesting Civil rights. Civil rights protest in front of the Supreme Court regarding abortion. Again, I'm not sure whether Democrats are trying to go with all of that. Um, only it turns out they weren't actually handcuffed. They're walking And away. they weren't really arrested. And, and they weren't really arrested. And they also weren't really participating in it. It came out today that, that the people who organized this protest, which are funded totally by George Soros, right, had sent an email to AOC and some of her little squad and said, hey, will you guys come sit 
sit down. Or we'll tell you when to get there, right? So you can be arrested. It'll be a giant photo op. And they're like, sure. So they didn't know. I mean, that was all there was. They weren't there protesting. They weren't involved in it at all. They just showed up for this photo op, which, of course, ABC News dutifully carried, right? And showed this picture of AOC looking like she was getting handcuffed. And Tucker Carlson had just a hysterical um, thing on it. So, um, Thomas, if we could please play the Tucker soundbite. Several of the feistier members of Congress, that would include Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar, both famous on Instagram, decide to block traffic in front of the Supreme Court because girl power means blocking traffic. And that's when police officers did something they've never done before. Those mean cops put both Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar in invisible handcuffs and led them away with their hands behind their back. You're seeing those images on the screen right now. Now, several media outlets picked up these images as proof that Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar are deeply oppressed. For Sandy Cortez, the trauma was real. Totally. It was her lived experience. She was wearing a coat in 90 degree heat. It's just the latest harrowing tale of Sandy Cortez's tenure in Congress, her life since Boston University. You may recall that nearly a year and a half ago, she almost died. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has given a harrowing account of her experience on January 6th. A harrowing and emotional account of what happened to her during the Capitol riot. It's one of the most harrowing accounts so far. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tell that harrowing story. The harrowing story of how she hid from attackers during the Capitol riot. Boom, boom, boom. Disclosing new harrowing details. <laughs> Being Casey Hunt looking right at the camera. Harrowing. It's very harrowing. Well, and aren't I right? Actually, it turned out she wasn't even at the Capitol, no. right? She wasn't no. even at the Capitol. No. And I guarantee you, no news person writing their own copy, if it's not, not from a press release copy, says harrowing. I mean, when was the last time any of us actually used harrowing? For, in, in a, you know, you'd say horrible. It was god awful. You would say it was harrowing. I had a harrowing trip at the grocery store the yesterday. About the, I mean, the cops is, you know, halfway, a minute later, she's raising her right hand. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of it's just kind of a, a silly thing. But here's why, though, I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, and, and that is so Ocasio-Cortez knew that she wasn't actually participating in the riot or the protest. Right. Okay. She knew that if she showed up, she would get her picture taken. She knew that anybody who looked closely would see that these she was not handcuffed. In fact, right afterwards, like you said, she raised her hand. But she also knew that the drive by media would show those pictures and make it look as if she was arrested. And that would be good PR for her. Now, and the, the media, ABC News had to know because they could see her raising her mm-hmm. hands right afterwards in the video. Right. So whoever edited that. Right. Had to make the deliberate decision. And it was some editor was getting editing instructions. So I'm not trying to blame some poor editor who was just sitting sure there. You can, you can. I thought maybe they were in on it, but they had to look at the videotape and they had to, <coughs> to cut it. They had to figure out where do you start it? Where do you stop it? And they had to very deliberately stop it after before she raised her fist. So they all knew. They also knew that the conservative media would pick up on it and would expose it. Care. And no one cared. It mm. goes back to what you said, just like they, they didn't care because they know that we know they're lying. Um, and, and of course, they wonder why, you know, then they have little angst um, shows, uh, angst every so often. They say, I wonder why people don't like us. But it is interesting. And it goes back to maybe what we we're talking about with Robin and why we have to be so careful is it is to me. 
I think we got to be careful not to assume that they're all just a bunch of idiots. They are, but, but that's all that's going on. I think there is a more insidious reason, which you were talking about Mm -hmm. why they don't care because they know they're going to be able to ram through unless we really start acting now, they're going to be able to ram through whatever they want. And then it's going to be too late. Right. I mean, pretty soon Twitter, I mean, we've already seen it. Facebook is already censoring our stuff. They don't let us post stuff. Um, They're changing. If you have any kind of political or um, business kind of page, they don't let people like or comment on it very much anymore. They really limit that. Um, Twitter is starting to censor things again more. They're gearing up for the election. And soon there's going to be a time I fear where you will be, they won't show the the true video of the Ocasio-Cortez, right? They'll just, well, I mean, they won't let anyone else show it, right? Um, And they won't, I mean, so we have to be careful and put that out, but I think- But it's always been that way. I mean, you know, the flag uh, of the regime was not, that was a staged event. The first one didn't come out very well, so they they staged the second one, which became iconic, and the kiss in Times Square, they're all staged. Well, but this is everything. This isn't iconic. This is just daily news Mm -hmm. is now staged. This is- um, it's from Charlene, I'm dying invisible handcuffs. Tucker is so funny. Mm-hmm. How is she not there, Dr. Donna? I think, and I could be wrong on this, so if I'm slandering or libeling her, but I think that actually after everything came out, Ocasio-Cortez, in spite of all of her harrowing experiences, when actually the people were coming into the Capitol, she wasn't at the Capitol. No, she, she, was, she, she was in her, build, her office, right, mm-hmm. which was next door. It wasn't actually in the Capitol, and no one was insurrecting at her Capitol, so she, she, you know, she wasn't even there when it was occurring. Uh, manufactured images from Charlene manipulating the masses. Um, and Dr. Donna, what current bills are they attempting to ramrod through? Well, they got the gun bill through. They got They're the trying- gun bill through. They're going to get the electrical electoral college uh, bill through. Oh yeah. Well, you can't, well, you can't making it harder to decertify presidential elections. uh, Like, okay. okay. Well, and that, again, that's all just keeping the pressure on that. Right. They just want to keep going after people like John Eastman and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But it is alarming though. I mean, it's, it's easy and it is funny to play that. But again, I think we need to look at like what's going on underneath that Ocasio-Cortez knows that everyone's going to see that it's a fake. She's going to be criticized by one side for it being a fake and doesn't care. And ABC News knows they're going to be put out as a complete fraud and a complete joke for posting these images. And yet they post them anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it goes back to what you said. They are... Jim Jaskin said four more Supreme Court justices as another thing that ran through. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, but I think, though, that, that it's one of those things when they ram these things through, it's hard to make it go back. In a way, that's true with these images, right? That mm-hmm. image of Ocasio-Cortez with their invisible handcuffs is out there, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure she tweeted it all over the place oh, too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, just, just yeah, everything's manipulation. Everything's a crook, um, and a, and a crock. But it's good things. Um, the Trump back guy won in Maryland over the uh, Hogan backed one, a woman. Uh, that was great. Um, although Cox has no chance of being elected governor of Maryland, if he is, it could make a difference. Unlike Hogan, who did not. So, you know, it's it's. It's getting there. I mean, I really am waiting for election day, not so much in Colorado, uh, but nationally to, to see. And we've got, we've got August 2nd is Arizona. Arizona is the polar opposite of Colorado in the mm-hmm. sense that it's a very um, contested state, but, but it's politicians, at least those who are on the Trump side, like Carrie Lake and, and Dr. Kelly Ward, and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just great people. I mean, they're just... 
and and they're really fighting hard. I mean, unlike let's say Pam Anderson is going to go here in Colorado. Well, I think what's one thing that's good, and this is what I believe. I, I believe that yes, Trump is endorsing those people, and that's certainly good because. What it tells you, it's not so much people like, oh, well, if Trump likes them, I'm going to like him. It's like I liked the ideas that Trump was espousing. Those were somebody who was caring about, you know, America first. Right. So if Trump endorses somebody, that means that that person also has the America first idea. So well, I, I don't guess, endorse all perfect people and you can no. dislike some of them, but it's better than the usual rhino uh, thing. And, you know, Trump, I think, knows Colorado pretty well. He stayed out of here in 20. 20- 20 said, no, that's, that's a morass. Uh, even though I only, he only lost by four points in 2016, he said, well, that'd be a great list. He understood there were Phil Anschutz and all the rest of them. Yeah, no point. It was no point to do Not it. no point, but but you, let's go spend our limited resources. But and what, and what, the only person he endorsed was Lauren Boebert, who's you know, sort of become establishment once you got to Washington. But you know, uh, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I think if you... Well, she's not grass. She hasn't helped the grassroots. She, has, she hasn't she has helped the grassroots. And yeah, I think she's become a national politician now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not going to... I mean, that's... A, I I wish she would get more involved in the fight here because well, we could but use... Well, see, the grassroots need like one person. We used to have Tom Tancredo people could rally around. Right. Um, and really haven't had anybody since Tom Tancredo. So it's, it's, you know, you'd really hope she'd be leading the charge in Colorado, uh, but she's. Well, she, I mean, I, I'll give her credit for what she's doing in Washington, D.C., though. But I guess what I meant with my point before, though, is that he, that and here's what the mainstream corporate media and, and the establishment people miss. And that is people are not voting for with these candidates. They're not voting for them because it's a cult of Trump and Trump told them to. Right. No. They're voting for these candidates because they like the candidates ideas. And when you compare those candidates ideas with some of the insanity that the Democrats are coming up, you got to wonder if the Democrats have moved maybe a little bit too soon. Right. They, I think, you know, you're looking in California where they're talking about imposing masks for school again. I guarantee you in an election year, Jared Polis is not going to let anybody in Colorado talk about putting masks back on school kids. Do you think? Sure. Why not? You, know, you think he will? I don't know. No, he won't. Chuck. I mean, he's one of the ones who's leading the forefront there. Just a couple of other. Um, oh, Jim Jackson. I'm surprised AOC didn't bring her own handcuffs. Next time she's going to, right? She's going to feel it looks better. I'm from Leo. The Babylon Bee. Ilhar Omar uses her one phone call to call both her husband and her brother. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, Pueblo West voted for Bobert. They're not happy with her. Why aren't they? Sandra, Sandra do you know why they're not happy with her? Um if you have time to type that in real quick, and maybe is that because she has sort of um, uh, not gotten in, as involved as people would like in what's going on in the local Colorado politics? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I do like that she used her one phone call to call her husband and her brother. Okay, mm-hmm. Sandra, correct. She's just kind of, um, you know, but maybe, maybe kind of let me challenge you a little bit on that, Chuck, is, um, you know, she's got to play to stay elected. I mean, it's as Dave Williams said, it all comes down to money. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe staying out of getting overly involved or very much involved at all. in some of the Colorado issues that are purely Colorado issues is maybe a price she has to pay. I mean, I like Lauren Boebert. I guess I'm trying hard to not like her. To, well, to, I'm trying hard to not, dis- not like her. I, I, not, I don't dislike her. And she hasn't betrayed us in Washington. I mean, she yeah. stayed, although there's nothing to betray in Washington since the Republicans are in charge. Um, but but uh, there's so few people that, that are on, on a 
could be a champion. Could be a champion that when they're not, it's, you know, like, Tom, Tom, Tom had lots of reasons not to get involved in Colorado, but he did. And, and, and he did. Good. And he came yeah. through every time. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us. One, let me say thank you to Robin. Thank you to all of you wonderful guys um, watching us on Zoom. And remind people, you can always watch us on Zoom. There are links at our website, chuckandjulie.com. Thank you for Thomas, who's done a great job as always. On Friday, we're going to have on, as promised, Casper Stockham said, hey, you know, he's helping um, a guy who's running for Arapahoe <laughs> County and Corner. The we're one looking, person you can get behind. We're looking for people you can get behind. So we're going to talk to that person. All right. And I think we're going to have Mark Poff back on um, again as well. So right, that'll great. do it for us. We'll see everybody for Party Friday. Take care, everyone.